Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hey, Changemaker, it's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding. And I am really excited today. So we are going behind the scenes of Grant Writing and Funding. And I really wanted to talk about this. Um, We had a team meeting, so my team on Grant Writing and Funding, there's four of us, and we had a team meeting last weekend and we were talking about what other types of value can we give all of you guys that are listening out there, you know, as you're navigating through this pandemic and as you're trying to connect with grants or you're trying to get clients, all of that, like, what else can we share because we're really coming from a place of how can we share things right now and like we always do but specifically about the things that have to do and relate with pandemic and just where you might be mentally and emotionally right and physically even at home right so we wanted to really say how can we help we obviously are an online business and I do some in-person work of course um, with workshops and speaking and doing some direct grant writing services sometimes now I used to do that full-time but now I've kind of navigated more into doing more online courses and online coaching and that sort of thing and you know we just wanted to say okay well we have an online business Um, Becky Becky Moffitt. She'll be on the call today, which will be great, or on the podcast today. And she's actually in Knoxville. I'm here on Guam. And then Eliza and Sophia are both here on Guam, but they're sometimes traveling and that sort of thing. And we do all of our meetings on Zoom already. And we've been doing that for almost a year now. And we we do all of our project management online. I pay everybody um, through online. <laughs> like Everything's already been done. So we, th- we figured, let's go ahead and share with you guys how we operate and some of the systems that we've really developed and what we really love to use and that we've been using, you know, not just for the last eight weeks or six weeks or four weeks, but we've been using this for a year or so, right? So a lot of these different systems and software we're going we're gonna to share with you um, as we go over this. But we also wanted to share with you guys just how the pandemic has affected grant writing and funding and how we've had to kind of reposition some things, how we're looking at doing things differently. Because, you know, it's not just all about, even though we're not all together physically, we still have to look at the pandemic in general, how it's affecting everybody, right? And how we can be a change maker and a change agent in this environment and really provide more value for where people are today. So we're going to go over all of that today, which is going to be super exciting. It was really fun to record this with Becky. Like I said, she's always on the back end. So it was really great to have her on the front end, like on video and on the podcast, and just to kind of discuss her business as well. So Becky Moffitt, she helps online business owners get organized so they can stop feeling overwhelmed and start reaching their goals. And she really does do that because she she works with me and she does help me do that. She has helped so much with setting up systems and helping me feel way less overwhelmed and just being a star player in all of that. And plus, she's just an amazing person, like just a great heart, wonderful person. So I'm really, really excited that I got to have her on the show and that you get to hear um, her heart and you get to see hear from her and how um, she does things in her own business as well as with grant writing and funding. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hello, grant writing and funding world out there. I'm so happy you guys tuned in today because we have a super special episode, and I know I always say that, but today is really behind the scenes with grant writing and funding. So on the call with me or on the Zoom, if you're on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast, I have here with me Becky Moffitt. Hi, Becky. Welcome to the show. (laughs) 
<laughs> and this is so much fun because Becky's always on the other side of this. And what I mean by that is she's my project manager. So it's really, really fun to have her on the show because she's just listening and putting together the different kinds of like show tune notes or the show notes and all of that. So Becky is here with me to kind of, so we can go behind the scenes. <laughs> so how does it feel to be on this side? Uh, it's unusual. I'm not used to being on the screen, right? I'm usually just behind the website. So it's a lot different. Well, I'm super excited because you guys, if you're, you're watching this, listening to this, like a lot of this is comes together because of Becky. So first off, I just want to say thank you for being a part of the team. Uh, my pleasure. I love it. Yeah. And Becky's amazing. So we met probably about a year ago-ish. Yeah, almost. It was last summer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that was through a mutual acquaintance in a Facebook group. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you came through a recommendation of somebody I trust and I was like oh awesome because I was just looking for somebody to help out to do some things and I'm actually located in Guam and Becky is all the way over in Knoxville Tennessee so <laughs> it's really fun so this is the only way we've actually ever met is on zoom or like whatsapp and mm -hmm. that sort of thing we haven't actually met in person which is which is interesting and it's kind of why I wanted to share it with you we talked about it we had our team meeting last weekend and we were like let's share what goes on behind the scenes because we've actually been doing a lot of what some of you freelancers or you nonprofits are wanting to do or are trying to do at this time, get everything up online, do your meetings online, do your systems online, et cetera. And we've been doing it now for like almost a year, like even more than that, right? And, but you came on and we were doing it and we just really put more systems in place and we use different types of software. So we wanted to discuss like what has worked for us to function online and give some recommendations or just say, hey, this is how we use it. If it's helpful to help with your systems, then please do, yeah? So, and then the other side of it too, is we just wanted to say what we, we wanted to share too with what we've been having to update and adapt and kind of change throughout COVID-19 and how this pandemic has now kind of restructured us so we can look at our planning coming up and we wanted to share that with you guys. So yeah, so Becky, you want to um, give some input, a little background on yourself? Yeah, so I started a um, virtual assistant business in 2018. So I've been full-time for more than a year now. Um, so I've been working online, so it wasn't too hard for me to shift mm -hmm. with COVID going on. You know, there was just a little downtime with people having to take time off work, you know, dealing with loved ones and homeschooling and things like that. Right. But I haven't had any huge shifts in my business, um, which is the great thing about working online. Yeah, and you've been doing virtual assistant, you've been doing editing, so you do you edit a lot of my blogs, which I love. <laughs> and you also, you know, you just help with the systems. So you also help with systems and getting businesses, their operations up and just flowing, optimized, all that kind of stuff. And believe me, it makes all the difference in the world to have those systems really in place. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a huge difference to just streamline your business, have things that are automated, staying connected. Mm -hmm. It just makes all the difference in the world for how your business runs online. It really does. Yeah. And we've, we've really been able to scale a lot since Becky came on board. So just to kind of back up the wheels a little bit to grant writing and funding. So I was doing mostly as a consultant, direct services for quite a while, grant writing and that sort of thing. And then I really, I realized that I wanted to help more people. And I also realized that everybody couldn't necessarily afford a service 
to pay someone to write grants. Like that's just, it is an investment. And so that's when I first wrote my book, Wish Granted, which has now been revised, Beginner's Guide to Grant Writing. And um, because I figured, you know, well, 20 bucks, I can share my knowledge and I can scale that way. And I kind of stepped into this space. I'm, I'm a professor and I've also been a teacher in the past at um, different schools and I really love teaching. So I thought, well, why don't I develop my courses and turn, you know, turn actually my knowledge into courses, turn my book into a course. And then other courses started coming up and people really started enjoying it. And I really love connecting with people and then teaching other people how to be freelancers to really scale more and more grant writers. But to do that, I needed a team. And I just want to share with you guys that if you're out there and, and Becky, I want you to speak to this too. It, I, it's, yeah, Becky works with me. We also have Sophia and Eliza. And just to say that they're not all full-time though. You guys aren't on payroll. You're all consultants in your own right. So, you know, you get paid for a scope of work or hourly or as a retainer, right? So in that way, I can keep my overhead low as my business kind of ebbs and flows, I'm not, you know what I mean, dedicated to like paying someone's full-time salary and their insurance every month. I don't have that kind of stress and pressure and I don't want that <laughs> necessarily, you know what I mean? So I want to, I'm scrappy from the beginning. Those of you who have taken my courses, you know that. And this is what works for us too, because it allows other, like Becky has other clients. Sophia has other clients. Eliza has another job. Like, you know what I mean? We all have these other things and we just, we come together. So for those of you who are like, yeah, Holly, but you have this huge team and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you don't, you can have a team and you should have a team, but you don't necessarily have to have everyone on payroll. You can even having someone help you two hours a week can be a life changer for you, freeing up those two hours, which to you, you know what I mean? So it's like, that could just be like, oh, that's just work that you hate doing every single week. And you're just not going to get a return on that. But if you yeah. can then say, okay, well, two hours for my service work that I could get another client, that could be a lot more than paying somebody to do a specific role. So I just kind of wanted to briefly kind of outline that for those of you who are listening. Um, and Becky, you want to speak to that too? Do you have any other people on your team? Are you exclusively solo or how do you kind of operate? Yeah, um, so being a contractor or freelancer and working with other contractors is just fantastic. You know, I get to control my own schedule and do all these different things that I couldn't do if I was on somebody's payroll, mm -hmm. which is really nice. So for Holly, for you, I really only work um, like maybe two hours a week on average. And then some weeks we get up to five, six hours if we've got projects going on. Yeah. So it's nice to have just that kind of freedom to... Mm -hmm work within our our own time frames so it also means i work with multiple clients mm -hmm. so i get a variety of work i'm not stuck at my desk doing the same thing day in day out you know getting bored um like in the corporate world so it's been really wonderful and i've hired two different contractors at this point mostly for design work that's something mm -hmm. i don't do a lot of so it's nice to find those people who are really creative and mm -hmm. who are experts at their tasks and hire them, you know, it helps them grow their businesses. I can write testimonials for them and refer them to other people. They can refer me. So it really helps build this world of freelancers and get us out there to more clients. I love that. And I love that, you know, even specific, like, even if things like you're in a system and you're like, okay, this only takes me an hour to put all my social media together every week, but I hate doing it. So I want to hire somebody else to do it. So I don't even think about it. Exactly. Or there's a flip coin of, Designing a website is going to take me 80 hours this week to put together. But if I hire somebody who's an expert in it, and it's only going to take them 10 hours, and I don't even have to think about it. You know, I just have to give them the content and review and approve. Like, 
that's the difference of hiring somebody to do work, right? It could be one or one or the other or both. Like it's really interesting. And that will get you guys away from like, oh my gosh, I'm all by myself and I don't know how to do things or I hate doing these, you know, task X, right? So you can hire it out and it really does like like you say, we work together, we're on this team. Sometimes you're only working two hours a week for me, right? You know what I mean? It, you're still able to get all your systems done. And that's amazing for me too, because then I'm not paying someone full time. I know you have a specific job mm -hmm. to do and that you're doing those specific types, those jobs, right? That you're assigned. Yeah. I mean, that's really, really cool. So Becky, tell us, tell me um, how many other, like what other types of industries do you work with? Because you're, we're in the nonprofit, the freelance world here at Grant Running and Funding. But like you said, you have other clients. So what type of industries are they? Yes, I have um, three other, full, well, not full-time, but three other long-term clients. One is a, I'm going to say it wrong. Um, she's like a psychotherapy Psychotherapist oh, thing? Yeah, psychotherapist type thing. Um, right, so mental health? Uh -huh. Yeah, she works in the mental health industry. So I, I do a lot of stuff with her and helping her with her website and things like that. And then I have a client who has a membership site. So mm -hmm. she trains and teaches people how to become virtual assistants, oh, cool. um, which is kind of how I got my start with her. She was my first client. Nice. And my third full-time client is long-term client, I should say, is an online business manager. So she helps other people um, manage their businesses and hire teams and do whatever they need to do to grow their businesses. Oh, very cool. So very different industries. And yeah, yeah but you're able to like keep up with everything and it keeps it dynamic, I imagine, right? To work with these different it industries. It does, it's really nice. And I get to learn a lot, you know, even though I'm doing similar tasks, you know, it's all websites or emails or whatever I'm working on systems. Mm -hmm. It's all similar, but yeah. all these little differences I get to learn about psychotherapy and grant writing and all kinds of different stuff. So that's really nice. I enjoy it. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And I love what you said, like, you know, doing this, you get to work your own schedule, right? And that's the beauty of it on, in a lot of ways. And it's also like, can be the downfall, like having to organize your time. Right? So, mm -hmm. But before we get into that, how we do that, I just want to talk about a little bit about, you know, what happened with us. So we have our systems in place. So like we were saying, Becky, she does a lot of uh, the show notes. You also do the systems um, as far as managing the team. So like I said, there is a team of four. Then you also do some of like adding descriptions and metadata and SEOs and that sort of thing too, to our YouTube channel and to our podcast. So um, it's really, and just doing, and just publishing the weekly blogs and podcasts on the website. So doing some backend stuff on the website, which is really helpful. So you can see how all these little things are very helpful for me. And, and basically how I um, developed this team, so what Becky does, and then Sophia, she does a lot of the social media, a lot of the graphics. She also edits the audio for the podcast. So she puts the music in the beginning, at the end, the intro, all that kind of stuff. And then Eliza, she does a lot with the YouTube channel. She's been able to do a lot on the, on the front end to make it look pretty. And then she does some graphics and stuff like that to some of the videos or the solo episodes. So it's been fun. So basically how I knew I needed these different pieces and just to kind of um, help you guys who are listening who might be looking for a team, is I first did an operations chart and listed every single job role that needed to be done. Everything that needed to be done in my business because I was doing it all. And even though I put my name after the job role, I still put it there. And then I did a chart. <laughs> this is getting kind of geeky, but this is really important to do. 
So I did that and it was pretty, you know, like I would do the grant writing and I'm also editing my podcast. I'm recording my podcast. Like I listed every single thing that I did and how much time on average it took me. So I would just time myself for a couple of weeks. So I got a really good indicator of how long it takes me. And in that way, I could say, what is the thing that, you know, I can offload the easiest, right? So that's why Becky does she does a few different tasks, not just one thing. She actually does probably about five different things, but they're very specific. They're very clear. The same thing with Sophia. She does very specific things and with Eliza. And Becky kind of oversees the team to make sure everybody's on time and on track and getting things published. Because if one thing is published on YouTube and it's not published on the podcast, it's, there's a conflict. So Becky oversees that. And the reason she does that and not me is because that's not my strong suit at all. <laughs> like, I am just not good. Like, you know, that's not, and I have learned that about myself. Like, what am I not good at, but it still needs to rock in my business. So that's why I found people that they were good at those certain things. And they had a tutorial for all of the things that they needed to do. To do. Even if I was just on Loom and recording my screen while I talked somebody through how I did something, that's a tutorial, right, that I could send over. So Becky's helped organize a lot of those tutorials as well and kind of spell out those systems. So I just kind of wanted to briefly talk about like that's the way we've developed this and that's what, how... I, I know where to put each person and how each person, you know what I mean, how we thrive together as a team. But of course, during COVID-19, you know, kind of in the beginning, it just, you know, how everybody's business and even though we're online, even though we went, you know, our systems and operations weren't really impacted, my daughter got really sick and she had, she was um, pretty much presumptive COVID. So it was two weeks of me cleaning, taking care of my daughter and just being total like, off the grid online. And my team, you know, they wait for me to give them content to work on a lot of things. Like I still need to give them things. So we had to kind of restructure that. And I just said, let's just take a break. If we take a week off the podcast, that's fine right now. That's just what's going to happen. And everybody was super awesome about that. So yeah, so we just had to kind of rethink about like, okay, we have systems in place, but sometimes if I'm not giving content, those systems just aren't going to be filled and life happens, right? Do you want to kind of talk about that a little bit more, like how that, you know, how we've kind of operated? Yeah, so um, it was kind of interesting there for a couple of weeks, you know, we're just waiting for um, Holly's daughter to improve and feel better. Of course, we're worried about her and we're also trying to, keep the business going, but it's hard to do when you don't have podcasts coming in to host you know, a podcast channel and a YouTube channel, all these different things we're trying to do. So we were just kind of in a holding pattern for a while. You know, once Holly was ready to get back to work, it was like everything just kind of piled in really fast. Real fast. Um, <laughs> yeah, real fast. I know. I was like, ah. <laughs> It was like, okay, we need to get all this done. So that's what we did. We dove in. We got it done. Um, we just worked together really well. Um, we've been working together since last summer, um, like we said earlier. So we've pretty well got those systems down. And so since we have all that in place and we're well organized, it was pretty easy for us to dive in and take on that work and get caught up and where we needed to be. Go through the launch uh, for the sales you had for your courses for COVID, just all those things, um, we made it happen because we had those systems and processes in place. That's right. Yeah. And I, I so appreciate you guys. Like, but yeah, and it, it is true. It's like everything happened at once because 
when my daughter was starting to improve and, you know, she continued to improve, it wasn't just me saying, okay, you know, let's, we have these, um, these already batched podcasts. Like one thing we, we didn't, we had at one time, but then we were kind of, and the other thing I had to rethink and say, well, what makes sense though? Like, I don't want to just release something because it's there. I need to pay attention to the environment and what people need at this point in time. And I realized, you know, the, the first one that I was able to release the podcast that I was able to release after my daughter was getting better was the COVID-19 funding and grants. And I realized people needed access. They needed to know where to go. That's when SBA was just rolling out their first monies. And I was just like, okay, let's figure out what the need is. And so that took me a bit of time to kind of reflect, test the environment, see what was going on, kind of reach out to some members and see what was happening. And then to say, okay, this is what you need. So taking the time to do that and then transitioning right away. Um, originally, I was just going to be having my launch for my freelance grant writing course in April. And I had to reposition that and rethink it and say, what's the need right now? Well, the need is also for people to write grants. It's also for strategic planning. Like it is people need to like reset and new, figure out how to operate in this new normal and, you know, as, as things open up. So I decided just to say, okay, let's do 50%. Let's do a flat rate, 50% sale off all courses. And I'm not going to have a weekly, you know, eight week course for my freelance grant writing course that would drip every single week. So they'd get content every week. I said, I'm going to give them all the content at once because, and I'm going to, and that's how I can reduce the cost as well. Like I'm not going to meet with them weekly right now because I know that they might need a different module right now. Like they don't want to wait eight weeks. Right. So it was like reevaluating and testing the need and figuring it out and then saying, okay, how can we operate? And it was like, well, actually our products are really needed right now. We need to get them out there. So we need to get them out there at a price that is good and that, you know, because everything what people are going through that's uh, attractive and that we can also build up some cash reserves for the future because I still, you know, like even though Becky and Eliza and Sophia, they're not on payroll, like I still pay them, right? obviously. So, you know what I mean? I needed to make sure like not knowing the funding kind of outlook, like we need to also kind of look at that and see how we can operate. So I think it's really important for everyone. And it, it might be like a pull back and then go, but don't just stop, right? Don't just stop. Like if you need to, because you're taking care of someone who's sick, like I get that you stop, but then it's like reevaluate and then push the button and go and really deliver to your clients, to those in need, because if you have a product or if you have a service or if you have just resources that you can share, right, then, then this is the time to do it and really come out on top of this as a hero and as a leader. Um, and that's Amy Porterfield kind of referred to that. I was listening to a lot of her podcasts and I was like, man, she's got something going on there. So yeah. And that's the other thing too, is all of a sudden I was having a lot of people that want to come on the podcast and really want to talk about things and setting up panels and let's just go, let's, you know what I mean? So it really was, yeah. And it still is kind of like, how can we share even today? Like I said, over the weekend, we're like, how can we really share? And we said, well, let's, let's show people behind the scenes of what we've been doing and just give some inspiration or ideas if this would work with your businesses or your nonprofits. Did you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think the key is exactly what you said is reevaluating your strategy. So consistency is important, mm -hmm. but there's a major event going on in our world and we need to, a lot of people are talking about pivoting or shifting uh, we just need to acknowledge that and not, you know, not glaze over, 
yeah. but figure out how can we better help our audiences or our customers or clients? How can we serve them right mm-hmm. now? How can we serve our communities right now? And yeah. just pausing and taking a look and reevaluating what are we doing? What's makes sense right now yeah. so I love that we were able to do that and mm-hmm. you know just take that break that you needed which was mm-hmm. so important and definitely the priority and then shift into what do people really need right now yep and we did a lot we had like the podcast on right away we I threw it together a panel with uh, Rodney Walker and Dr. Beverly so if you guys haven't watched that there's a two podcast out there that we did so it was a live it was a live zoom meeting and then it was recorded as well so we could push it out and then the with the launch going on like I said a lot of people getting interviewed I was also appearing on a lot of podcasts like over the last couple of weeks it's been pretty intense so <laughs> it's been a lot but we couldn't have done all of that like you said without the systems that we already have set up right and the other thing like you said which I'm super glad you mentioned that is not just to glaze over it and to be like okay well we have this other one in the archive let's just release that if it has nothing to do with it we, we still need to talk about COVID-19 right in the beginning it was a little bit should we talk about this and then as everything emerged it was like no we we must address this because this is going on and it is impacting everyone right so how can we really um talk about it and just if you guys also um our last week podcast too we can put this in the show notes is with brady josephson and he's with next after institute and they actually um have a COVID 19 page it was super cool right becky like they just did all this research um of like signing up to different nonprofits like the donor sites and everything. So they could get an idea of what nonprofits are doing during COVID-19, what emails are sending out, what type of like sales copy they have as far as asking for the give. So they have all of that information that they're just archiving that you guys can definitely check out. So that would also be like, what is the messaging that's going on in the nonprofit world right now? That would be a really great resource. So we can share that one too. Yeah. So anyway, so um, that's kind of how we pivoted. And as we go through, um, uh, to use that trending word, right? And to go through um, just looking at, okay, how can we continue to serve? How can we continue to give value? Like these kind of podcasts that are totally free, right? Like how else can we share our knowledge and get it out there and really help? Because right now there are a ton of grants and, you know, there's a lot of nonprofits that need help, um, that need help with their strategic planning that are like, how do I redo this? How do I put my systems in place? So, you know, we've been trying to figure out how can we connect them with our information and our resources. So it's really looking at that. And I think the more people that do that in the world right now, just the better world we're going to have in our new normal. (laughs) I'm excited about that you know like that's exciting so but I wanted to share so we also were talking about like let's share the resources that we have been using because these aren't just like something we've thrown together in the last couple of weeks like we totally get that that might have happened but here's some tried and true resources that we have been using for um with Becky for like almost a year now some of these I've been using for a much longer than that some of these you've been using in your own business for a lot longer than this so we kind of broke these down into different categories so we're going to give you some different things and just real basics that we use to really make the whole thing operational. We can share all the links on the in the show notes. And yeah, so let's go ahead and start with, let's see, what do you think? We should start with project management. Do you want to start there? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. So for the grant writing and funding team, uh, the way we manage our projects is with a program called Asana. That's A-S-A-N-A. So what it does, we're, a lot, we're able to put in our episodes as projects, and then we can create tasks, we can save our files there, so we can share the graphics, we can share links to our 
videos or links to wherever we've saved our audio files. And we can keep track of who's done what, who hasn't done what. That's also important. Mm -hmm. And just where we are and make sure that our episodes go out on time uh, each week. Yeah, and it's great. And that's, I think, what you probably use the most out of all of us because you're able to keep track of all that as a project manager, right? Like I was looking at that and saying, okay, I got to keep track. And just to let you guys know, like Sophia and Eliza are here. They're both on Guam and Becky manages them from Knoxville, even though I'm here on Guam. So it's a really interesting dynamic, but it works. It's like, you know, it totally works because I, I just, like I said, that's not my strong suit. And, but I, we obviously need somebody to oversee and make sure all the deadlines are followed. And even I'm like, Becky, you need to manage me. <laughs> be like, hey, where's that podcast? We need it so we can get our systems right, flowing and everything like that. So, um, but yeah, Asana is great because you can go in and you can, um, so we basically schedule every single task that needs to get done and you assign the certain person that needs to do it and then the deadline. So when they need to have it done and then it will mm-hmm. give you an email every day to show you what you need to do for the day, which is really cool. Yeah. It's a useful tool, especially if you have a team that's interacting or an international team, even like ours. Yeah. And then it's even like, it's great because if I'm just forwarding emails to Becky to be like, oh, here's the someone's bio or here's somebody's picture for the podcast. Those get lost in this thread of emails. Like sometimes we still do that, um, but mostly I try to download it and then upload it into Asana. So everybody has access to it and it doesn't get lost in a file. So yeah. here in an email, right? It's actually somewhere it's in the cloud it's totally like an archive then as well, which is nice. So yeah, project management, we use Asana. We definitely, I'm, you know, and for all of these things, I don't get any kind of kickback or at this point in time. (laughs) There's no kind of like affiliate affiliate fees. We're just recommending what we use. I mean, there's definitely other things that you can use like Trello, et cetera, but we we just use Asana. That's what we've been using and we enjoy it. And we like seeing little unicorn fly by when we get a task done and you say check. It's fun. You get to check off your, I did it in Asana. And it makes you like a little rainbow unicorn <laughs> that flies on your screen. It feels like that about Asana. It's really user-friendly and like graphically pretty. So it's kind yeah. of fun to use and very colorful. Yep. I love it. Love it. And it's very basic. We only have the very basic plan. We don't have like, you can have pay for different levels. We just have a super basic plan and it still works really well. I use the free plan for my own business. Nice. So it's a- option for freelancers yeah so you can even have a free option which is great yeah okay so and then the next thing that we use are we actually i'm going to talk about a uh, topic communication and we've talked about this a little bit we basically use three different forms of communication four if you consider asana as well because that is also a type but um we have we use good old gmail so we do send emails sometimes those are more for just like things that you know you're trying to communicate it's not necessarily a project specific thing that you would put in Asana, but you just need to kind of communicate. So we, and we're on time, you know, we have different time zones and everything like that. So we use email and then we use WhatsApp. So we have a WhatsApp group and that's more for like immediate quick things. You need to make sure that other person knows something, you know, or just everybody's kind of, you know, that, so that's more for just quick things. It's not just for sending like gifts or anything else. And like, we just keep it very professional, very basic. So we don't get overloaded. And then, of course, we use Zoom. And Zoom we're using for Nightnote to record. We have monthly Zoom sessions just to kind of touch base and see where the business is going and and all of that. So those are the ways that we use different technology to communicate. And we use, like, each thing differently. (laughs) So did you want to kind of touch on that a little bit? Yeah, it's really important to have those different platforms because there are so many different things we need to communicate. And it's, it's incredible being able to communicate in all those different ways, 
even internationally. Yes. So even though we're not in Guam with the rest of you, we don't have any lag whatsoever. Maybe a little bit with time zone if I'm asleep or you guys are asleep because we're in opposite time zones. Yep. But it's so fantastic to be able to, you know, quickly send off a chat through WhatsApp and not have to worry about long distance calls and all that stuff. Yeah. Like we used to have um, or sending weekly emails. And I love our team chats. Even though it's just once a month, you know, we can connect and get face to face and you know see how each other are doing and then also talk about the business yeah and it, sometimes it's like ah, we probably don't really need like an in-person meeting to go over project stuff but it's just like we need that still that human face-to-face -face interaction even though it's virtual right like we still need that connection and that's what's yeah. so great about it just to be like how's everyone doing and and to get feedback and you know for me it's great because i can ask questions and be like give me suggestions and i might not get that through whatsapp or email would be like, oh, it's good. But when you're on a Zoom meeting, you get more of that. Oh, well, actually, let's think about this. And here's a suggestion. And there's just more interaction that way. That's a little bit more informal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's really important. Yeah. And then Becky, she lived in South Korea for a while. So she she totally, she gets our times. <laughs> actually, just before we started working together is when I moved back to the U.S. So we just barely missed each other on time yes, zones. So ironic. <laughs> All right, so we talked about project management. We talked about communication. Now let's go ahead and talk about graphics. So graphics is pretty basic. I use Canva and Canva is, yeah, I mean, it's a great place just to do simple graphics. Sophia, she does a lot of the social media in Canva and then we share it in Asana so then everybody can use it. So then Becky will have the graphic as far as like, what is the cover graphic for the podcast? It's the same one that's the cover graphic for the SoundCloud, right? It's just a different shape. So then she has that that she can put on the website and Sophia has it that she can put on the podcast. So everything we develop is in, and the, it already has the branding and everything in Canva. So it's really, really awesome. Super user-friendly. So I'll just touch on that real quick, but that's, yeah, that's pretty much what we do for graphics. And then we have archiving and organizing and big files. What we use for that, because Asana, um, we have larger files like our podcasts, like those are pretty big. And then Sophia needs to edit those. So we use Dropbox. So for that, just being able to upload big files and all of that, that's what we use Dropbox for. But most of everything else, I don't put anything in Dropbox, like social media stuff, covers, bios, all of that. All I put in Dropbox is the intros and the podcasts. Everything else I put in Asana. So just to kind of give you guys an idea on that. And then I'm going to let Becky talk a little bit about finances. So um, how we, like how I pay her, how she invoices me, all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> you want to talk about finances? Yeah, so it can be intimidating talking about finance stuff, but it's actually pretty simple, which is another really great thing about freelancing. So there's no um, payroll going out. She doesn't have to do all that crazy stuff. No taxes taking out. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I sign into PayPal. I have a business account there, which is free. I sign in, I create an invoice, which is also really simple. I send it to Holly when I need to be paid and then she pays it. So uh, it's just super fantastic tool to use. Mm -hmm. And I use PayPal to pay um, 
Sophia analyzes as well. It's just really easy. It's super, yeah, it's just super basic. You can get the money there real fast. And, um, you know, it, it's totally free, like to use PayPal. Yeah, or at least the levels that we have. And it's, yeah, it's, it's great. I like the invoice capability, like you're talking about, because they can save your invoices too. So you can just like update the number and the date, basically. Like, yeah, it's fast. And then you can schedule too. Like, so if, say if you were paid monthly, you could just schedule and then PayPal would send out the invoice automatically for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good. I do that. I've got one client I charge first of every month. Mm -hmm. So I just have it set up automatically. So I don't have to think about it. And yep. the, the other clients I bill kind of randomly like you, I just pay attention and make sure I send out that invoice when we need to. Yeah. And that's something we should probably look at too, just so we can get it more consistent. So yeah, how we've been doing is pay like retainer kind of basis with Becky. So like certain amount of hours and then I pay for those and then she'll just be like every single week too. I like what Becky does. This is really nice. Is she'll just send me, you can talk about this a little bit. I think you use Toggle, which I love Toggle too. We forgot to include that one, but yeah, that's a good one. And um, she'll send me every single week, just an update of where she's at because I pay a retainer of hours. So she'll be like, oh, I used an hour and a half this week or I used two hours and she'll send me her report from toggle so can you kind of talk about that a little bit yeah toggle is it's t-o-g-g-l and it's a time tracking software again mm -hmm. i use the free plan it's super user friendly so whenever i'm working i just go into toggle i type in a description of what i'm doing i assign the project so for holly i'll put in holly and then start my timer and i'll go to work and get done whenever i need to get done and when i'm finished i stop my timer so then on Friday, every week, I send all of my clients, I call it an end of week report. That's pretty standard. Mm -hmm. And I'll include a report from Toggle that lists all the things that I did and how long it took me to do each thing, how much time I spent that week. And then I also let Holly know how much time she has remaining. So she usually buys a 10-hour package. Mm -hmm. So I'll just subtract the time until we get down close to the end of the 10 hours and then that's when I send her the invoice. Yeah. And that's like, I love that. Like it's as a consultant, it's really good for Becky to do that because it shows transparency. It builds trust mm -hmm. with her client. Yeah. And then I'm just, I'm cause like, I don't know how many hours she's used up. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, so I don't know that. So it's nice for me to have an idea. So for budgeting and those kind of things, those kind of purposes, I can be ready. So it's really helpful for me, you know, as an entrepreneur to have my, like a consultant doing that, especially in those kind of um, how you're paying out. So it's not just like, oh, okay, do this thing. And then I'll, it's like, I pay up front and then she shows me how many hours. So it's really, it's a really good way to do it. And even like I was talking about before, when I first started my operation chart and putting all the roles in that were me, and then trying to figure out how many hours I spent on each role, I use toggle as well. So once again, T-O-D-G-L, love it, love it, love it. There's even an app on your phone and you can like just, so even if you want to like time your personal things, like sometimes I would time my, like even driving to meetings sometimes, like including that time. So it's good for you as a, as a consultant to be able to bill your clients instead mm -hmm. of just being like, I think that took like two hours, you know, specifically how much time it takes you. So it's not just good for your clients, but it's good for you as a consultant. So you have a good understanding of how to balance your hours hours, how to, you know, kind of navigate through that whole process of time management too. It's wonderful. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's a great thing. So finances and then also just uh, time productivity. And then of course um, we come to our last kind of caveat and that's the website, right? So we also need like the website is a major system. It's a major, you know, 
kind of conduit in our systems. So you want to talk about what we use a little bit and how that's how it's utilized? Sure. Yeah. Um, so we use WordPress. Uh, we recently actually just, well, it's been several months now. Uh, Holly had a new website. Built. It's gorgeous. If you haven't seen it, you should really go look at it. <laughs> so incredible. I, every time I look at it, I'm like, oh my gosh. But yeah, we, we built our website on WordPress, which is a really popular tool. Pretty much everybody uses WordPress. I use it for my own sites also. And so that's just, it's been a really great transition since we got the new site. Mm -hmm. We're able to schedule our posts better and get that content out and making it look really great and easier to read for you all. So yeah, and just to kind of mention that too, like I, I like that you mentioned that we schedule and because we're on different time zones and everybody's doing something else here, how do you stay on top of that? A lot of it's through scheduling. So we know we, you know, normally we release our podcast every Tuesday night, Guam time. So we can schedule all of so on SoundCloud where our podcast is published, on YouTube where the videos, if we have a video, is published, and then on the website where everything is published, right? That's your main part. We have it scheduled so it all goes out at the same time. So everybody can be done with that we can schedule in advance like weeks in advance we can get all of that done so it all goes out simultaneously and i can even schedule then an email to let people know about it in advance so it all kind of comes out at the same time so definitely there are systems in place and one of the best words that my friend who she's talked about this she said i want to automate everything you know you hear about this automation and that's what we're talking about a lot of this is automating your systems because that saves you time it saves you just like money because you're not thinking about it you're not you know what i mean you can just set those things up she calls it auto magic <laughs> i was like i love that so it is auto magic <laughs> when you set up but yeah so yeah did you want to add, add anything else so we talked about all of these different ways that we communicate with project management communication finances archiving time management and the website i think the only thing i would add is there's there's a ton a ton a ton of systems out there that you can use and you can spend months researching all the different tools that you can use for your online business that's right. Um, the best thing to do is, you know, hear a recommendation from somebody like us talking about Asana. Go mm -hmm. in, get a free trial, try it for yourself and see if you like it. Don't waste months and months researching things because in the end, you're never going to find the perfect thing, right? Mm -hmm. Everything, you know, there's always going to be a little something that you don't like about some system. So just pick one, dive in, learn it and start using it to streamline and automate your business. I love that. And that's so good, Becky, because a lot of these things we mentioned are actually free to use, right? So, or you can get free versions of them, or you can get two week trials and test it out. And that's so good. It's like, test out these things, see if you like them. Overall, most of these were free that we talked about today, or they have free versions or options just to get started. Like even I first started with MailChimp, right? MailChimp for my emails and up to 2000 people, it's because it's free. And I didn't like all of the functions they have. Now I have, you know, I switched over to another provider, but I was like, I'm going to use this while it's free. <laughs> You know, and while I'm just getting used to using it and I can prove to myself that I'm actually going to use it. And then when I know I'm going to be using it for sure, then I'm going to find something that I really, you know, that maybe has, I've heard more references about. I've been able to also get their two week trial and use it out and see if I like it and then kind of shift over. So yeah. these platforms are all really simple that we talked about. I know we talked about a lot, so don't freak out or overwhelm, but try like one thing at a time and see what you really need now and what can save you some, you know, just some time when you start automating your systems. 
and then just as a bone too, like as we're going through this pandemic and as things are rolling out and, you know, it's really uncertain right now what the future, what next month will even look like. And um, it's okay to go back in your business and figure out, I need to shift some things around. Maybe the launch that I had coming up isn't going to make sense. Maybe I you know like how we did it. We had to kind of change up the timing, change up the strategy on that, but don't just stop and don't like say, well, I'm not going to give anything out right now because I'm afraid of selling. I don't want to sound, you know, like, I mean, if your products and services are going to give value to the world, don't hold back, still go out there, sell them. You might have to reposition your, um, your price. You might have to reposition your messaging. You might have to reposition the way that it's laid out, but really think of, it goes back to how can I share value right now? And, you know, and then just looking and analyzing that, um, and what needs, what are people at wanting right now? What do they want? You know, cause now people are looking at things differently. They want to know more about how businesses are operating in COVID-19. All right, let's share how, what we're doing. See if it's helpful. Right. So, um, just looking at what, how you can really serve and how you can kind of look at and reach out to people who need your products and services and say, how, how do you want these right now? And I think that can be helpful. Yeah, but definitely setting up the systems, getting your systems in place and knowing it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be expensive. And of course, Becky, you do a lot of this too in your business and setting things up. And like I said, I, Becky sometimes is only two hours a week. You know what I mean? You don't have to have somebody like 40 hours a week doing this. It doesn't have to be a huge ticket price, right? It can be something that's very doable for your budget. And on that note, I just want because I love Becky so much. <laughs> I know she's never going to leave me completely, but she has other clients. So, okay. So where can people find you, Becky? Well, I have a website called The Organized CEO. So I'll mm -hmm. include a link to that in the show notes. And I also like to connect on Instagram. So if you want okay. to connect on Instagram with questions, like I love to help. I'm not going to charge you for questions. Just send me a DM. We'll talk about it. Um, I can recommend a system for you for whatever you're doing. Um, I'm happy to help guys. It's, you know, we all just need to help each other. I love that. And on Instagram, is it the same? Yeah, it's the same on Instagram. Okay, perfect. The organized CEO. The organized CEO. So they can find you on the organizedceo.com and then also at the organized CEO on Instagram. And like you said, you're going to definitely like, if they have some questions, you'll be able to answer them in DMs. And then they can look and see on your website, the different types of work that you do and how you operate. But yeah, I mean, I think this is really great. So um, these are systems that you guys can utilize for sure. And just to kind of reposition, take a breath of what everything's happening right now and really ask, how can you serve and what do people really want and what do they need right now? And I think really analyzing that, that's a basic, even for grants, you guys, remember we talked about doing a needs and strengths assessment. We talked about a SWOT analysis, right? So these are different things that you can do for your own business or your own nonprofit right now. And to really, um, to really be able to be in the best position of moving forward. So we hope you enjoyed these resources. Uh, any last words, Becky, before we get off? Ooh, I think you've wrapped it up pretty well. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you, Becky. And I'm just, yeah, everyone show her some love. Uh, follow her on LinkedIn because she does so much work um, on the back end of grant writing and funding to actually help everything roll out how it does. Her and Sophie and Eliza, amazing team. I just love this, this woman team that we just got it together and that we're all entrepreneurs and just, you know, um, skilled in different things and can come together and just be able to build this huge, um, you know, beautiful place that we call home, you know, for our change makers. So yeah, I appreciate you, Becky. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Once again, Becky Moffat. Thank you. Thank you, Holly. Awesome. All right. And I'll see you soon. <laughs> Do you want to join the Changemaker tribe and get courses, downloadable checklists, samples of awarded grants, 
behind-the-scenes live Q&A with myself and the tribe and discounts on grant services. Be sure to join the Changemaker membership at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash membership. Thank you for listening to this grant writing and funding podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your time. For more questions, email Holly at holly at grantwritingandfunding.com or visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com. 